Munkle, Munkle, The Boy Who Cried Munkle, a story by Leonard Nimoy, M.D., Doctor of Munkle. We're talking about video games this episode? You talking about one? What? Ah, 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 ah. I gotcha. You're doing it. You said it's a game, it's video, it's crashes. I knew then that I was in. Before, I thought, oh, maybe Conrad's talking about some private crimes he did. Uh, that no, wouldn't be you... great. But no, what's you... great is a crimey, crimey video game with crashes. Before you joined the call, Conrad was, was talking about very deeply personal matters. Yeah. With with taking stacks of money and everything has value. Fat stacks of cash. <laughs> bricks. Bricks o dollar bills. I'm re- I'm I'm recording it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm recording this now. The bricks so- that built this country. <laughs> this is great radio. The bricks that built this country are made of the blood and the sweat and the tears of God. Wow. Really? God built the roads of America with his blood and his spit. And he shouted, I am a hot, wet God. (laughs) And America is paved for freedom. And then freedom said, thanks. I've got a new Pontiac. And he drove all up and down the roads on that Pontiac. And the American people said, yes, 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 freedom. This was the dawn of America or Earth or both? Well, same difference, really. I mean, I mean can yeah. you say that the Earth existed before America? I mean, there's there's tons of books that say that it did, but can, I don't know if you can believe them. The Bible says, in the beginning there was nothing, then God said, let there be America, and he left it at that. I actually... The rest of the country sort of mutated out of the ocean like horrible diseases. <laughs> Doesn't the Book of Mormon say something kind of like that? Am I remembering that right? Uh, Book of Mormon, not Scientology. I mix those two up sometimes. But Book of Mormon was John Smith, American Christian. And I think he said he found some gold in a cave that told him that America was made of God or something. He found some golden plates and a couple of stones no. called umum and thumum that allowed him to read what was inscribed <laughs> upon the golden plates. No. Oh, my mistake. Got no, my plates mixed no, up. Let's, what? No. That's not right? This is too political. Oh, <laughs> we got to stop this. I want to talk about that video game. It's crashy and buggy. No, never. No, what? I'm sink- sinking us up. we got a show to start. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. So about that video game, Conrad. Okay, not to get too political or anything, but in the United Kingdom, um, a politician's man called Dominic Cummings did naughty behaviour during the quarantine and went out and said, here, look at my child. And he ripped the mask of the child off 
and he shook it in the face of an old, old lady. Really? Who was out on the street because of austerity, Jonathan. Austerity? Is that like prosperity? What does that word mean? I... It's... Austerity is a Disney film about cats. <laughs> so anyway... I think that's the Aristocats or Kratz. No, yes. no, no. The Aristocats is a horrible joke that... If there was a film about and Gilbert Gottfried was in it and he said <laughs> And if anyone says that's offensive or insulting, that is just my impersonation of the penguin from the nineteen sixties Batman. Oh uh... I was literally just thinking about how great it would be to do a modern day casting of the penguin as, you know, portrayed by Gilbert Gottfried. They really? might have missed a trick on Gotham. They may have oh, done well. Yeah. The Robin Lord Taylor, mm. the the king of Stratford upon Avon, did a real good job. He was delightful. The point of this is that Dominic Cummings should have resigned for being a dirty quarantine traitor, and the comedian of the UK called Limmy, who has done some funny things for the television once, right, tweeted yesterday at the time of recording, if Dominic Cummings... Res- oh, no, no, he did, did it today at the time of recording. It'd be t- yesterday at the time of publish. But anyway, he said, if Dominic Cummings resigns today, I will post a video here of me wanking upside down and coming in my mouth. Wow. And then Dominic did his... his um, he resigned? Little fucking... No, he didn't resign when he did his little non-apology. So Limmy replied to himself with no come today. And then I thought to myself, it needn't be that way. What, what do you mean? Well, Limmy, the great comedian Limmy, has left a cum-shaped hole in the day. What is... <laughs> waiting to be filled by a hopeful starstruck lad. An upstart, maybe. Yeah. Who's this lad? It's not me. I'm not a lad, nor am I. I've never even heard of Lemmy. Dominic Cummings is his name? And then he did a, a, a ejaculate-related dare-slash-joke about it, which yeah, is a play on words, I think. If, if Cummings would resign, Lemmy will tape himself and post it, mind, of himself upside down, wanking and coming in his mouth. And what I'm saying, Jonathan, uh. is... Do it. Now. <laughs> no. Please. No. Heck no. What if I said please? Uh, then I would not. Never. I don't even. What if I said please? Because you see, there's an expectation that this content exists now. Netflix will go for it. <laughs> that will be our Netflix special. <laughs> I will. I will phone. I will phone the head of Netflix, Alfonso. Reed Hastings. Huh? Reed, Reed Hastings. Hastings. Who's that? He's the head of Netflix. I no. Think. His name's Alfonso. It's Alfonso? Oh. Alfonso Cura? the head of... Jo- Jonathan, yes. right? We are going to yes. send you into a pitch meeting with the head of Netflix, and you are going to tell him that you're, you want a Netflix special about you upside down wanking into your own mouth. Uh... Doing it for COVID relief. You see, it's, it's, we're calling it Jonathan's Relief for COVID Relief. That's not a relief. Or just Jonathan's COVID Relief, and we'll tell everyone in Boston. Jonathan, 
Jonathan off the road rules, the famous one, Holmes, right? The famous one, right? Just imagine mm. this guy. We, you'll be with us. We're going door to door, knocking on doors, <laughs> which I've been told we're not allowed to do. So we'll have to do it at midnight. So we'll go door to door at midnight at people's homes. Let us in! Alms! We want alms! A boon we crave is what we'll do to get their attention and just to make sure that, you know, to try and <laughs> to try and trick them into thinking it's Victorian times where that would be okay. A boon we'll we turn crave? Up with, yeah, we'll turn up with scarves and top hats and, oh, do like in cartoons, we'll get a long stick with a string tied on the end with talcum powder on it, and we'll put that in our pants so the talcum powder hangs over us and it snows. That'll just get their attention at midnight. We'll yell, arms, arms! it's not 2020. There is no such thing as COVID. It's Victorian times. Let us in. You are a pub. You're an old Victorian, well, I guess at this point, a new Victorian tavern. Let us in. The Ripper's about. <laughs> <laughs> to that, you expect them to go, and like uh, suddenly be very, <laughs> yeah, in, very ready to help. I yeah. expect them to turn into Victorian ghosts. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> They'll just look out the window, suddenly get all smoky and go, and then just disappear into the moonlit night. But no, I mean, let obviously let's take a somber, serious note. This is for COVID, for God's sake. Um, when the family rush downstairs to the door and say, "Let them in! Let them in! Ale, chop, chop!" like that, and then that's when we spring it on them and go, "Oh, oh, oh, oh I'm afraid we we snuck in under false pretenses." <laughs> the pretense was what got them in. Because they liked it. They bought it. They agreed that they should let him in because of it. Right. 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 Yes, because so convincing. <laughs> Why Holmes? did you say let them in? Did you say I, let them in? I because thought it was you and Conrad doing it's this. It's let us in. No, no, no. Oh. You're, you're oh, Tiny there. Tim. Yeah, yeah. of course oh, you're I'm there. there too. You're Tiny Tim. <laughs> tiny Tim. Yeah, I am a, you've I'm got not the small. biggest stick. You've got the biggest bamboo stick coming out from behind your belt, running up your back and then pouring talcum powder on us for snow. We'll make sure that we really shake that when we get indoors, just so that they take pity on us when we tell them that we, uh, we're here with an agenda. It will go, we're here with an agenda. Don't worry, it's not that sinister. And then we shake our rumps. Uh, to make the snow fall on us even more. And then we look up at them with puppy dog eyes and say, please don't evict us. <laughs> what is going on? You know, if, uh, you know, they this made a movie. This is Back how to we the... get into houses. <laughs> it doesn't. If, if, if Back to the Future 2 featured a segment where Marty McFly Jr. was listening to a podcast in the future, you know, yeah. and it was you. Being like, and then we bust in their rooms and start going, arms, arms. People would be like, this isn't, this is ridiculous. This is bad writing. No, no weird future. There'll be a holographic Jaws that tries to eat you in the street for no reason before this is entertainment. I do appreciate 
that there is the qualification that that reaction is only possible in a Back to the Future 2 <laughs> style scenario. Well, I'm saying we're in that future now, and it's even it's way weirder than anything <laughs> writers thought would happen in the 80s. We, we, we've outdone that. I don't think... I don't think that us Victorianing up and then <laughs> demanding to be let into people's homes and then shaking talcum powder about is any less believable than being able to do all of the bets right and live in a big tower and call yourself Biff. Right? Which is more likely? I wish I could be rich enough to call myself Biff and get away with it, Jonathan. Does he have a real name or is that his God-given birth name, Biff? It is a little baby came out of the body of the lady and the the lady was like, Biff, Biffy, call him Biffy. Is that what happened in the plot? Yeah. yeah. That's the story of that. They stopped making those, you know. They said no more. Three and you're done. We're not making any more. They pledged. It was Bob Gale and uh, Robert Zemeckis, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands of people listen to this show. Like, yeah. well, you know, uh, like well, Anthrax. Well, you've got a very arresting voice. No, it's not. <laughs> and, and I liked that little spiel you gave there. And when you're dressed as Tiny Tim, explaining that to the family, it gives Conrad and I ample time to raid their fridge. Anthrax, the, the metal band, famed metal band who did I'm the Man. Through. Did a did a duet with Public Enemy yeah. on a song called uh, "Bring the Noise." I think they can't fill an arena with thousands of people anymore. They can probably get like a one thousand five hundred. We get a bigger audience than Anthrax does now. We're bigger than Anthrax. This show, you saying these words about this thing that you are now saying is a bigger hit than Anthrax. Can you believe it? This future we're in is so weird. We're all gonna die of a plague. Uh, the presidents are all bad uh, everywhere you look. It's like new president decided to eat his own citizens and got reelected. Approval rating is you know ninety percent. It's all a total disaster mess, and we're we're uh, we're a big part of it. We're bigger than anthrax. We're a bigger part of it than actual poison anthrax. It's wild. Okay, so <laughs> don't get too upset with me, Jonathan. Oh, it's there's more that you want to say that well, I might be upset about, I think. Well, I thought it would help you get famous if I did this. Huh. But you might be getting a call from the police. <laughs> Specifically Kansas police. Kansas? Yeah. I In a bid to get you famous, I, I, I told the Kansas City police that you've got Raiders bones. <laughs> I told him that you've got Dennis Raider's bones. Who's Dennis Raider? Is he a a football player? Let me just say this. (laughs) Are you okay? They build up to him a lot in Mindhunter. Like they're building up the Joker before he falls in the vat of chemicals. Except instead of falling into a vat of chemicals, the BTK killer did a lot worse. Oh. And I've told the police that you've got his bones. (laughs) So, Mindhunter is about real killers? I've never seen it. I've heard about it. It's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like about real basi- killers. Basically, it's a, it's a comedy in which um, actors take turns pretending to be serial killers for a laugh. Really? Yeah, well, what they do is they, yeah, they get drunk and they talk to the camera uh, <laughs> pretending to be a serial killer and telling, like, the history of that serial killer and all the crimes that they committed. While drunk? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, Doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like it uh, 
doesn't take it serious. Is it doesn't take the subject matter very yeah. very seriously. It sounds. I've like. been watching it, and as usual, I got annoyed that you wasn't in it, Jonathan. Mm. And then I thought to myself, I mean, I thought to myself, Jonathan would would have made a good Edmund Kemper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he a killer too? Oh yeah, yeah. You'd need a wig and moustache, but you've got the rest of it. I don't know much about these killers, the killer guys. They're guys, right? Mostly? Probably for the best. Um, but my thought was, okay, he's not in, in Mindhunter, but we could get him in the spin-off that I'm going to pitch to Netflix, Martian Mindhunter. Oh. <laughs> which is a hot blend of quasi-fictional detective drama and comic book action-packed adventure. The main problem is, is that I know nothing about Martian Mindhunter, so this is about as far as I've got with the gag. Uh, well, funny enough, his, his Martian name is John Jones or John Johns, depending on how you pronounce it. It's spelled uh, yeah. Martian-wise, but my name is Jonathan, as you might know. Jonathan and, Jones. Well, <laughs> so it's close. Oh, it's- that would make you a Jojo! <laughs> <gasps> You sound more like... You could be a Jojo and I could be your stand. <laughs> From Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, the, uh, Manga yeah, and we'll, anime series, yeah. Yeah, we'll put a big coat on you, a massive one, a giant coat. It'll be iconic. It'll get a giant coat and it'll, like, it, it'll be... T- 11 feet long. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, it needs like imitation fur trim. Oh, yes. With big lapels. Yeah, massive lapels. I want the lapels to look like bat wings, but proportional to a man, that man being Jonathan. I want giant bat wing lapels. Um, I want the long fur trim. I want the coat to be 11 foot tall wow. and I want the sleeves to be six feet long and I want a hat on Jonathan's head with um, a giant horn on it that comes right out the top and is three feet tall and there's a donut on the end of it a donut on the end of it yep and and the 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 hat the front of the hat says so long losers <laughs> Why would it say? <laughs> it's very con- conceited and, and mean-spirited, almost uh, sadistic. Yeah, well. Like trying to hurt people's feelings. It's not really my style. Here's the thing, right? If you if you were at an olive garden. Like a restaurant? Oh, yeah. Eating the finest Italian dining, mm. right? And mm-hmm. also those overrated breadsticks. They're fine, but it's fucking bread, right? You're, you're sat there eating the pastas and the linguinis, uh, and suddenly... <laughs> Suddenly, the door is kicked open and in comes a man with a hat with a giant spike with a donut on it and a big long coat. It looks like a big wizard robe, but it's really stylish with its bat wing lapels and it and just sort of glides in. We've put a skateboard on underneath you uh, so that you can glide in. I mean, you'll have to work that out yourself. Glide in and then, then you yell at everyone, so long, losers! <laughs> you spin round and then uh, head on back out. And if anyone gives you any trouble, then I'm there um, wearing skin-tight, flesh-coloured spandex and nothing else. And then I just run up to people and slap them and go... Most people don't know enough about anime to 
question that. Yeah. And I don't know enough about anime to do anything else. People may not know about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's Jonathan Joestar, if I remember correctly, which is something Jonathan I remember. Because my name, my name is Jonathan too, so I remember it. Yeah. And uh, it's been around for a while, and there's very attractive men, pouty lips, muscles, very uh, colorful outfits, and they can create a spirit demon helper called a stand that kind of comes out of their psychic energy that looks like an even cooler version of them. Persona is a video game series that borrowed heavily from that whole concept with the personas. Like they just took it, that idea, as far as I know. But if I remember correctly, it's also the original was borrowing a good amount from Fist of the North Star, which is where the ah, da, da thing came from that you just did. And I once animated you punching some guys. Yelling ah ta ta ta, but I did the voice of you. Yeah, I did a cartoon of you, and I I was the voice actor who played you. It was like Jim Sterling's review attack or something back in the the yeah. days. Do you think that experience will help you as you crawl around on all fours in the <laughs> Olive Garden while Conrad rides your back, passing tables, snatching the breadsticks off them, and then if anyone gives him any lip, he yells, "It's me, Dio!" They're limitless. See? That's, uh, I can't remember if Dio's a good guy or a bad guy in Joker. Well, he's stealing breadsticks. He ain't great. <laughs> there was also that time he threw a dog in an oven. But the breadstick thing was a bridge too far. Perfectly good breadsticks. He don't eat them. That's the problem. He leaves them behind a radiator. <laughs> just one radiator? Yeah, just on the way out the door. Passive radiator. Dio's a piece of shit. Sounds like it, yeah. He's the anti-baker. He hates baked goods. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> carbs. Yeah. Nothing but carbs. Wow. And he's a fucking hypocrite because he's munching down on potatoes when no one's looking. Hell yeah. He Dude, loves the starchy bald. taste. This is a pretty ridiculous situation. You know, they're not even allowing people into Olive Gardens, as far as I'm aware, so we'll just well, come then in no there. no one's going to give us any trouble. And the tables <laughs> will be filled with breadsticks. Yeah. That's the thing that people don't take into account with, with all this quarantine, is it gives us three a license to perform our many damp crimes. <laughs> there are still staff who will call the police on us, and the police are quite keen. On arresting people for things. Yeah, well, the police will have to deal with our staff. <laughs> I don't. I think they will shoot it. They will just blast it. No, I've got a big oak branch, and we give that to you, and then you stand outside the um, the Olive Garden, and that's when you rip your <laughs> then you rip your coat away. It, we've rigged it. It's like you know what streakers would have on. Don't worry, you're not naked underneath. You're wearing a, a, a white sh- night dress. You rip off the coat, and there's your white night dress. And then you shout, "Ha ha ha ha!" Secretly, it was me, Jojo the White. And then you've got a big tree branch, and you yell, "Go away, coppers!" <laughs> and that should, doesn't work. That should clear it doesn't, them it up. Doesn't. They don't. They're not intimidated by that. They shoot that with bullets. They see that and they're like, that's what we shoot. Shoot that. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like that old philosophical saying goes, if a, if a cop shoots a Jojo, does it make a sound? Yes. Over the sound of screeching tires as me and Conrad get the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will hear the sound of my own screaming and death <laughs> as I get shot for just 
yelling at police with a stick for no reason. There's this, what is this Sorry, crime? There's no, I, what is the profit? Where am I going with this? Like, why I am I? I genuinely knee-jerk laughed when you said that you would hear the sounds of your own screaming and death. Well, that's the, the riddle is solved. Yes, you, it does make a sound. I hear it as I die. And that's the last thing I hear, I guess. Sad. And and the thing is, what was it for? It was for... Riddle me this, Batman. Yeah? It is I, the Riddler. <laughs> what you, what has four legs when it's a baby and two legs when it's a man and... Wait. <laughs> it's a man. Shit. <laughs> Shit, Batman, shit. <laughs> no. Uh, knock a knock, Batman. Who's there, Riddle- Riddler? Uh, didn't expect you to answer so fast, Batman. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got fuck all, Batman. This would be a really good uh, Batman story. A believable, yes. relatable Riddler. He He's not able to come up with stuff all the time. He's very good. Did you see those pictures of Val Kilmer just looking at a giant animatronic bat very close? <laughs> the man who was the Batman. Yeah. Come to reclaim his mantle from the man who will be the man who was the Batman, Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's right. No, this is uh, it's shooting Batman forever. They did a scene... Where Val Kilmer just looks at a bat for a long time, and it's really big. It's like eight feet tall. And then they deleted the scene, apparently, but it's out there. Oh. Find that scene. It's good. They didn't delete the scene of Willem Dafoe being Dr. Octopus. <laughs> there is been... a scene of Willem Dafoe. Or, let's say, scene. There is a shot of Willem Dafoe on the set of Spider-Man 2. While Alfred Molina watches, because he was playing Dr. Octopus. I don't know why I've said while he watches, as if it was something seedy. <laughs> Alfred Molina was in the corner, sitting and wanking, while Willem <laughs> Dafoe is in the, the, the Doc Ock suit, going, Ah, precious tritium! It's fucking great! <laughs> Everything Willem Dafoe does is great. He'll be great in the film I've worked on. What? Wait, why did this happen with the Defoe? Is he just friends with them? I was just fucking about. Well, he worked on, he was in Spider-Man 2 as well as 1 because he was the Green Goblin sort of in the mirror, just going, I forgot about that. Yeah. Ah, Harry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 if I could get my hands on that Spider-Man, but I'm dead. What can you do? Tell you what. Get my skateboard from the garage. He's a ghost. Have a have a wait with that kid, Harry. Anyway, <laughs> still thinking about. I know I've done it, talked about it before on the show, but the scene in Batman, I mean Spider-Man Three, where the weird Alfred Butler man to Defoe and Harry's <laughs> Batman oh, yeah. and Robin, but they're evil. Just comes out, says, you know, Harry, did I ever tell you your dad died on purpose? He- Totally killed himself on a spike, and you're mashing to kill Peter Parker is actually a bad idea, not good. Will you just uh, save his life? And then he's like, "Yes, I will." <laughs> that movie. He just he like walks out of the background. Harry, there's something. <laughs> what? Why didn't he tell him three movies ago? Why aren't you in films? 
Why aren't Why I in films? Why the fuck aren't you in films? Why haven't you been in, like, the MCU or the DCU or the Dark Anthology Universe or whatever it was? <laughs> why couldn't you have been in The Mummy? Why couldn't you have why couldn't you have been fucking Russell Crowe in that dark universe mummy walking around saying, It's me, Dr. Jekyll, wink wink. I've just got a letter from Transylvania. I hope no Dracula's sent it. Oh, looks like they did. There's a mummy over there. Come over here, Van Helsing. Wink wink. <laughs> They wouldn't like it. I I could. I'm old enough now that I, I, I he's a, a handsome leading man type, which makes it ironic when he becomes a monster type guy. I already look a little. I'm Doctor Jekyll, and on my laptop is an AI program called Hide.net. That's what it'd be fucking like these days. Let's do that film. We'll do our own dark universe where we we'll do our own like really keen, cool, edgy takes on everything. So you're you're Dr. Jekyll and you've got my laptop hide point net. Ooh, imagine that. What kind of things will we get into there if we get any sequels? That's right. They're very confident that it'll I mean, be. Oh, the uh... whole film, our whole film called Jonathan Holmes's Dark universe i didn't say whole i said dark universe right that's true um yeah jonathan holmes is dark universe whole and you will be dr jekyll and we will this is going to be great the whole first film will be nothing but references to how cool it's going to be when we do that in another film it it sounds like the way they do it these days but it's not enough for a whole movie just me saying ah There's a tomb near here. I'll visit it later. No, because at one, at one point, at at one point, you will see this woman called Shelley Mary, and you'll say to her, (laughs) "Have you ever thought about wearing your hair up black?" With white streaks on the side, wink, wink. Then that's it. That's, I mean, Jonathan. that was ten seconds. Jonathan. We have to do that for like a yeah, thousand seconds. So many seconds. People a thousand. Wait, much more than that. Ten thousand seconds. You know what that was? It's what? A fucking Bride of Fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> you know what that was? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they'll catch it. I think they'll catch the reference, but it's just a hello yucky. over there. <laughs> a lot of that. Hello over there, music, Michael. (laughs) Hey, what's up, man? I say man because I listen to music, man. What's that you're... (laughs) Jesus. What's that you're listening to, music, Michael? (laughs) Oh, hungry like the wolf, man. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, dear. I hope that doesn't mean anything. Looks over at a dog. We could be faking them out. It could be the dog and not Michael Music that turns into the Wolfman. <laughs> this is something you also say to the camera out of character. This is a brilliant film. Okay, all right. We need to have a scene yeah. where there's like a, a, a television on and it's playing an Abbott and Costello bit, right? Yeah. And then they stop and just stare <sighs> for like 30 seconds unbroken. Yeah. Abbott and Costello stare? Yeah, out of the TV. And we can do that. We can use CGI to like puppet their corpses for this entire fucking franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they met a lot of these universal monsters, if I remember exactly. correctly. Exactly. Frankenstein, Dracula. 
<laughs> That's you know. I wonder if they are. It's a good question. I'll tell you what. If CGI was around back then, and I was making films, the worms wouldn't have reached the bones. They wouldn't have reached the bones before Abbott and Costello freaks out for Christmas becomes a major blockbuster hit under my watchful eye. It would be the sequel to Abbott and Costello Boogie Down. <laughs> what was it? What was the essence of the Abbott and Costello comedy? bit was it uh the who's on first just a, a guy being frustrated with another guy was that is that the joke with those guys or the Pretty much yeah abbott was the uh the skinny one who was like i'm frustrated right and then costello was like ah, i want to be a mailman oh and like just falling down in all the mail and like ripping it open being, ah, i don't know how to deliver this stuff right like that just being a bad at bad things that was the joke I'm just wondering, I don't, why is it that I kill, kill you guys with just any sort of not talking about your, your ideas, any sort of my idea, it's suddenly we like, just, well. We listen. What you don't see, Jonathan, is that when you start talking, I can't get back to the microphone in time because I've already gotten off my chair and sat cross-legged on the floor and looked up at the monitor to watch the waveform like it was my teacher at school. <laughs> Me asking you a question about the Abbott and Costello comedy bit. Yeah, I ignore that bit and I just think, oh, I'd like his voice. I'll just pretend he's telling me a story like the Pied Piper of Hamlin or one one of those. I, I genuinely can't what, remember. What other good story could you tell a kid? Is it? It, it's, it, it was similar to uh, Laurel and Hardy, right? But different. But they in... met the Wolfman. <laughs> they did. And yeah. the... tore him to fucking shreds at the end. It gets really harsh. <laughs> he kills him, the Wolfman. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That sounds... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Rips him some pieces mm -hmm. to ribbons. You know, I was watching uh, Sven Gulli. It's become a routine for me. I don't know if you've seen it. It's so okay. There's never been a more okay, not great, not bad show than Sven Gulli. And they had a movie on called Gargoyles with a guy uh, named Scott Glenn on it. Really handsome Ooh. guy in this movie called uh, Gargoyles. Okay. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. You got to see oh. it. I started watching a cartoon called Gargoyles. I don't know if you've heard of it. I know. I was thinking about you watching the cartoon called Gargoyles while I was watching the live action Gargoyles with Scott Glenn. Everything's right with the world. It's all lining up. The Gargoyles cartoon from the 90s is great because the general relationship between all the Gargoyles is a bunch of Gargoyles will do something fucking stupid and then Keith David Gargoyle has to bail them out. But then the stupid Gargoyles has to stop David Keith just fucking murdering someone. <laughs> Keith David, no. Either one, I know what you mean. David Keith. Either Keith way. David. He fucking is he's always about to rip someone's head off and the other gargoyles say, don't, we're in a cartoon. And he goes, oh yeah, shit, I'm just going to sit on a windowsill and be really angry. Also, there's a villain called Xanatos and everyone is like, oh, Xanatos is so clever and, and mysterious and he's always got a big plan and he's so good at planning and he's like one of the best villains in a Disney cartoon because he's always winning. When really... Every episode, he loses and then just sits back and says, have I lost? <laughs> Which anyone can do. A lot of people do do that on, uh, on social media. You'll call them out yeah. and be like, that was really stupid. Was it, though? And then they just... That's the Xanatos Gambit. Is, is Twitter trolling. That's what he in invented. His version of, oh, it was a joke, was, oh, I, I got some very good data from that. 
All the robots that just got their shit kicked in. Oh, well, that was a good chance to test them out. And they were shit, which apparently means I've won. Fucking Xanatos. <laughs> what a prick. Never trusted him. Was he number one uh, from Star Trek? Is it Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. Plays him? they remembering that? Yeah, he, he was a good actor, too. That helps. Oh, he's great in it. He's brought a lot of heart. It. Yeah. It's a good cartoon. Good, 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 good cartoon. Disney cartoon. Disney, Disney. doesn't do him like that anymore, is my not, understanding. Not anymore. Well, the new DuckTales is very, very good. I've heard that. I feel like you should be in it, Jonathan. You've mentioned that once before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what happened. What happened? Huh? I remember what happened. That, that's a haunt. That's haunting. Well, it was very similar to this film idea I had for um, for Willem Dafoe. Oh, if, I, gotta... if I may be permitted to just run it by you. It's not sure. a particularly detailed it. one. It's, it's just a, a little idea I had that I think genuinely will make for an excellent film. It's called Looper 2, Looper Real. Looper uh, 1 being the Ryan Johnson movie with uh, Bruce Willis Bruce Willis and, and uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And yes. I, I want to make sure I'm clear on the subtitle there. It's Looper Real. Looper Real. Um, yeah, in some markets we're calling it Big 2, Little Trouble in Big Little. Okay, okay. Um, so, the Looper universe is it's, it's a fairly straightforward conceit. Time travel bullshit. That's the basic. Yeah. People go back in time to perform hits on people in the past, so they are also dead in the future when they are dead in the past. And it's like Back to the Future a little bit, right? Sort Where of. like you will just watch your hand lose fingers because someone went back in time and cut off your fingers, and it's not like you then are part of an alternate timeline where your fingers are always cut off and suddenly the timelines merge and you're like, I'm losing my fingers right now because somebody went back in time and cut them off 20 years ago. Ah, I'm dead. Ah, fuck. <laughs> How could you even navigate a world like that? Especially when Bruce Willis is sent back in time to kill Joseph Gordon-Levitt or the other way around. I think right. it's the other way around. It gets very confusing because they're the same person, but oh, went back in time to kill himself. Oh, that's an ethical issue, I guess. And this is a sequel to that. Where Willem Dafoe, in the future, finds out that there's going to be a hit on him. So he thinks to himself, how, how am I going to foil that? How am I going to foil that? <laughs> the only way is to go back in time myself and replace my child self with me as an adult. That's... <laughs> then grow up to the point where no one will put a hit on me. I won't borrow that money. <laughs> that's the only way yeah, well, it's the best way isn't it it's the best way the only yeah. problem is is he now has to convince the family that he is himself as a kid yeah and he's not a young man Willem Dafoe in real life no, I think he's in his no. late 60s but you know gets on his knees straps some shoes to him the old trick, the old how to make myself look like a child right. routine. Shoes on the knees. Oh, like Dorf. Like Dorf on golf. Baseball hat and then just sort of one wanders in and says, Hey, I'm a kid now, Mum. Wouldn't work. And then Sarah Silverman, his mum, says, Oh, I can see that you're a kid. Mine, I'll wager. Do you want some dinner? And he goes, sure thing. And then 
he tries to sort of really blend in and sort of convince the, the family that he is himself as a child. So to do that, he mostly sort of, he'll walk by and like they're watching TV and someone will mention like Brexit because it's, you know, in the past from the future where Brexit has already happened and Britain is now on the moon and they don't know how it got there. They really don't, Jonathan. They're fucking stumped. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot. Of, this is a stumper, all right, all around. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. but anyway, they mention <laughs> Brexit, and then Willem Dafoe looks at his mum and yells, "I don't know what that is. I'm just a kid." And he does that for about thirty minutes. <laughs> oh, no, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sarah Silverman rapidly loses patience, just... Oh, you know damn well... Well, you know damn well what Peach Cobbler is! Everything. He doesn't know what anything is, not just breakfast. You look like you're about 60! Here's a fucking dictionary! So she gives him a dictionary. The, the only major problem is that Willem Dafoe had a really shit childhood and he forgot about that. So he's got to relive that as well. I won't go into detail, but it gets dark. <laughs> it's a child abuse kind of a movie with a, a grown-up Willem Dafoe. No, it's it was just really shit, and it's not helped by the fact that Tiny Tim and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are two bounty hunters, like from Critics. Like from Critters. <laughs> I thought you meant The Critics, starring Jay Sherman, and Tiny Tim from... Tiny Tim, not from Christmas Carol, the musician. Oh, the high-singing ukulele man. Tiptoe through the tulips. Very unsettling performer, yeah. Missed Vicky. He married Miss Vicky. Yeah, Yeah. got all sort of green. We've we've mushed all green Play-Doh to his face. He's dead. He's long dead. And he... (laughs) Well, we've we've made him out of CGI. (laughs) I've voiced him. And he, he goes up to, to Willem Dafoe's dad, played by Brendan Fraser, of course, and he's just, Oh, hello. I'm Tiny Tim. Oh, I mean a bounty hunter. No, I mean Tiny Tim. Have you seen any Willem? Have you seen Willem Dafoe as an adult? Or, barring that, any critters? And then Willem Dafoe, and then Brendan Fraser says, No! Okay, see you next year. <laughs> He's coming back next year. Yeah, yeah, they figure at some point Willem Dafoe's going to slip up. It, and he, he's playing himself, Willem Dafoe. I thought he was a, playing a character, but this is, this is him playing himself in this. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> sure. And that's, that's why he's able to do this, because he's such a consummate actor, you see. Yeah. It's very believable, is what you're saying. Looper right. 2... Blooper reel? I expected there to be some sort of blooper, some bloopers of this. Well, the Chinese market expected critters because over there we called it the Critters Does Christmas. (laughs) And there's no critters in it, you're saying? No, there's the bounty hunters from Critters, played by Tiny Tim and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a non-speaking role, um, whose face isn't visible either. He's under the green putty as well for the whole film, like in Critters. It was, to be honest, a bit of a bit of a waste of money oh you paid him he 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 got his usual rate his actor yeah. rate yeah 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 he got 100 pounds and a purse of groats and people in this market the the united states of american market they're going to be thinking it's gonna he's going to play his character from a uh, looper again because it's looper too yeah he's not well <laughs> it's 2020 get used to disappointment kids <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. It seems like such a deliberate miss. You know, it seems like you knew what people wanted and then you said, you know what, though? Maybe my way will be <laughs> even better. I know what works, but what if something that doesn't work works? Let's find out. I think I'm right. That's what I think the movie should be called. I think I'm right. By Jim, <laughs> by Jim Sterling. I think that'll make a lot of money. Jonathan. Yep. For God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Oh. <laughs> so exasperated and disappointed. I, I, I don't. I'm not great. I'm not saying I'm as great at any time, but I wasn't that bad, was I? It was a medium <laughs> at best. C minus, C, straight C, but not like, ugh, no. You know? It wasn't that bad. Was it? Are you are you ever going to get famous? That's That's the problem. No, I'm not. I know that sometimes it feels like it always comes back to that. Like, do you think that Jim would have these issues with his film project if you were famous? No, of course not. Funted overnight. All the groats I need. I would definitely. I, I've been I've been trying to work some angles, but you don't really need it. But I like I like to make you more famous. I did have a, a Willem Dafoe idea of my own before <gasps> we wrap up. That was, this was famous weeks ago. Now I think I, uh, I've been very busy at my day job, very stressed. I even have to do some day job work today, even though it's a holiday. Technically, they said, "Oh, please just do some stuff." But I drank a bunch of coffee in the morning and then suddenly just had this idea. I, t- I typed it out. I was so filled with it. And now I look at it weeks later f- filled with disgust and regret. But I'll, I'll, I'll do it if you want, if you're curious. Please. Well, I wrote an email to myself. This is how I take notes to myself via the cloud because uh, Gmail automatically saves them. So it's in drafts. So many drafts. And the subject of the email to myself is just hate mouth. Just says hate mouth. Great. Yeah, maybe. So it starts with a theme song. So it's a children's show, I think. It's all very patchy, like three cups of coffee, two hours of sleep. A real mess of a brain came up with this. And the theme song goes, If you're really seething, need something to believe in. The hate is great, so don't wait. Put it in your mouth. (laughs) If if you've got the bad itch, then light this oral matchstick. Terrible rhyme. Light this oral matchstick. The hate is great. Just don't wait. Put it in your mouth. Hate mouth. Jonathan, this hurt. Like that actually hurts to hear it. The rhymes that you've done with your hateful mouth. It's it's bad. And Willem Dafoe comes out in just a long, dirty T-shirt. No pants or underwear underneath. And it just says hate mouth, like written in like garbage, just like green, <laughs> disgusting snot or something on the shirt. And he says, hey, kids, how are we feeling? And then all the kids in the audience, it's like a bozo style show. The bozo, the clown show where just tons of kids. I, yeah, I imagine nothing less. Yeah, like 30 kids in there and they go filled with hate. And Defoe goes, that's right. That's 100 percent fucking right. But we don't direct our hate at other people because of their race, do we, kids? Because he's anti-racist. And the kids go, no! And then Defoe goes, oh, because of their... And I typed this out. I typed out, like, 20 R's. Okay. (laughs) Or because of their... Religion! And the kids all go... Religion! 
<laughs> I can, can yeah, that. I can just hear that just as a chorus of, of children. I feel like I've heard that already. Yeah. This it. is my religion. <laughs> it's, it goes on like this. And then Defoe goes, fuck no. And the kids go, fuck no, we won't go. All, all, nah. all in unison. There's a true hive mind going on with these children. Then Defoe says, instead of all that cliche mumbo jumbo bullshit, we direct our hate to the things we can eat. And what exactly is it that we can eat, kids? And the kids go, everything! I typed all this out. And then Defoe goes, everything. That's right, kids. With our magical fucking Sith powers, there's absolutely nothing we can't eat. Because it's all a, it's a new Disney show. (laughs) It's a new Star Wars Disney show. Yeah, so this is... (laughs) Is it, yeah, is this a, like a like a Mandalorian type deal? Yeah, it's a Mandalorian yeah. type deal where it's like, we love the universe, but we're kind of burnt out on the Skywalker saga. Is this set pre or post return? <laughs> I think it is uh, pre. I, I, okay. I, I guess Good. it's actually pre prequel. Jabba's still alive. He could always, you could always, mm-hmm. there's always a chance he could see him or one of the other funny aliens that we remember. Good, good, good. This will get greenlit. So then Defoe, it's, I just wrote in brackets, Defoe eats various things, the end. But then, apparently, I didn't think it was the end, because I also mm. wrote, Defoe starts screaming about how this is the best show he's ever seen, and he deserves some <laughs> Emmy noms. <laughs> yeah, this is the best show I've ever seen. I want some Emmy noms. I want some Grammy noms. Hugo noms. I don't give a fuck. Where are the noms? Just screaming about noms. And then... I drank even more coffee and had another idea where he says, you ever see the fucking movie Pulp Fiction, kids? And the kids go, Bruce Willis's best movie. That's right. (laughs) You know, you know that sexy French number? She's only in the movie to make Bruce Willis look desirable. She's not. No purpose to the plot other than be a sexy little tot. Well, that was me. Kids. That was that was me, Willem Dafoe, Jesus. and I wanted to give Bruce Willis oral pleasure. I said it in the movie. Watch it again if you don't believe me. However, that goes against my edict to only use my mouth on that which I hate. So you're probably wondering, how did I go about pleasuring Bruce Willis with my mouth without actually hating him? Because I love that man. He's the love of my life. <laughs> well, get on the edge of your seats, kids, because I'm about to tell ya. Click. Can't wait for this. That's exactly right. The TV turns off, and then you find out the whole time you are watching a show within a show. Oh, no. <laughs> and it becomes a Netflix show. Oh, I've been because I don't know if you. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but the big shows on Netflix are like Tiger King... <laughs> And some show about kids being abused and murder shows. They want to see shows about real people. So then it's somebody trying to track down Willem Dafoe and the rest of the show Hate Mouth and find out how he pleasured Bruce Willis without without hating him. Right. And that's the sort of the, the, the who killed Laura Palmer of this. Exactly. And it how did Willem like... Dafoe suck Bruce Willis's penis without hating him is the question of the... The show, I guess we're doing a show here. <laughs> That's the question of the show. And he's really tortured by it, just like you. He was on the edge of his seat. It's, yeah. um, I can't remember who, I think it was going to be Chris Klein is trying to track down Willem Dafoe in order to uh, get to the bottom of the mystery. There you go. 
I've actually got a, a tortured Defoe mystery similar, but I won't do no, it this really? week. I've got I've got three ideas. They, it's no. so long between doing these that I've got a little fucking. I've told you before about my little my little document with ideas. I've got lots of little Willem Defoe ones. I didn't think it had any new stuff in it. I just assumed. Oh no, that... no, I feel I feel all these things like. <laughs> Sometimes I just write things like VHS stands for ho- uh, video home system. I wanted you to just read that out as part of a series of facts, um, along with another fact. I, I only did two and got bored, so I might as well just do them now. The other fact you were going to read out was my favourite childhood memory was going to the Boston Horror Convention and meeting the cassette from Death Cassette. So, Oh my God, Jonathan, why are you not a kid's educational television presenter? <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Uh, anyone, I mean, everything I just did could get me fired from a job. It's a real uh, mess I make of my life. I could get you a job. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does uh, that mean at this stage of the game? Just for <laughs> sake, we know people. We know people who occasionally need things done. Worst came to worst, Jim could find you a job. Lloyd always knows somebody who needs something. Oh, Lloyd and the River Folk know a lot of people that need a lot of things. I don't want to do something for things. I don't. Well, here's the thing: they need a lot of things, but they only need one man to smuggle them. <laughs> I don't are, want you, to smuggle. are you trying to say you're too good to work for Lloyd and the River Folk? I are mean, you too proud to work for a man who hangs out down by the river near a bin? Jonathan, are you too proud in these uncertain times? Because I don't think you can afford to be choosy right now. I, I probably not. I just. Oh, I, I'm Prince Jonathan, the dashing, and I'm too handsome to be paid in nickels to stand by the bank of the river and be spat on by Lloyd and his friends for their gratification. Oh, I'm too precious and silky. God's sake, Jonathan, join the real world bootstraps. <laughs> I'm just saying it's good to not hate your job and your life because you got to do it and uh, got to do it for a while. Oh, I'm Jonathan. Oh, I'm too... I'm too boastful to wash in the river. I'm too boastful. To, to wash in the... It's not washing, it's... Oh, di- too boastful to wash in the river. Too boastful to eat river tomatoes. <laughs> what, a, what a river. What are river tomatoes? <laughs> they're, they're not quite tomatoes. <laughs> the feeling. They're the a feeling. sort of fish. Well, fish adjacent. <laughs> You're either a fish or, or you're not, right? How do you how do you do a little? Well, I mean, both? how much hair is on a fish usually? Usually none. I don't. Usually think none. Okay, and how long and thin and pink is a fish tail usually? <laughs> not at all. Not long okay. and pink? No. All right, river tomatoes aren't fish then, but they're cooked on a stick, so they're, they're adjacent to fish. I think you said that. That's fine. Well, physically, yeah, yeah. like yeah. a sea urchin. I mean, that's a, is it sea life? Would they eat them. I mean, they'll eat just about anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If 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 basically around three p.m., don't stay in the river because they will go at your bare feet. The river tomatoes were. They call them the river, river tomatoes. tomatoes. Will will get at your bare feet. Um, you should see Lloyds, they're a fucking mess. Do they bite with like teeth or sharp teeth? Um pretty sharp, yeah. They can uh they can break the skin. <laughs> then that is sharp, yes. That is not a pretty I'm just sharp. saying Lloyd's feet look like Swiss cheese got into an argument with the devil. 
That's, that's terrible. Because Swiss cheese starts with holes in it. Yeah, it's and, not. It, yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd, let's just say Lloyd wasn't born in great shape to begin with. And now he's like a, a melted cheese? It came out like a 48-year-old former boxer. And he's only gotten worse. <laughs> That's a shame. The, the, so he's uh, beaten from birth. He was pre-beaten before he was even born. And now, yeah. now he's been through things. What I mean, shame. the doctors thought that God did it. <laughs> wow. Just cursed? Just to, just to give him a warning that he didn't hate. Pre, pre-warning. Because he, was, he wasn't born yet. So how, how could he prevent himself from doing things he had Lloyd, Lloyd just thinks that God was punishing him for things that he would do so he didn't <laughs> he thought well, well I, already... I already took the punishment right yeah God already kicked the shit out of me so I might as well just you know run those one or two dog fighting shows wink wink it was loads it was loads of them I mean that's the thing he probably would have been fine if he'd stopped at like two dozen dog fights but no no he had to set up a league Couple dozen dog fights, put it down to drunken chicanery. Rowdy boys. Once you've once you've got tournament brackets, you really have gone a step too far. So many things you can do with your life too, and to choose that one just Well, know. Lloyd does do a lot of things with his life. He does a lot more with other people's. He sounds he sounds terrible. I don't want to work with this guy. Oh, like I'm a- Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hear me roar like the lion, because I won't stand barefoot in the river when the tomatoes come a-nipping. God's sake, Jonathan, take your shoes off and get in there. Why would I want to get... What, what's in it for me? What's the advantage for a me? A job! <laughs> I've got a job. A the only job! Literally a the job only... job with security. Yeah, a job with a future. I, you're saying I that... I guarantee, right... If you took a job with Lloyd, you would be hanging out by the river for the rest of your life. <laughs> I guarantee a, it. That is, a, that is an unbreakable promise. That's not a good future. That's not. No, it's like it's like the unbreakable vow from Harry Potter. Like unbreakable starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, exactly. He's wet in that. It's a problem. He doesn't want to get wet either like me. Yeah. No, you see, but it's a ground floor opportunity with lots of room for advancement and absolutely no risk of termination. Why is that? What? I mean, where's the advancement and can't I just die? That's bootstraps, Jonathan. (laughs) Pull yourself up by them. I'm doing all right for now. The only thing that puts me at risk, uh, I mean, I'm really well liked in my job, so I'm told. It's just I do this show, and if anyone stumbles upon it, they could be like, so, yeah. Then you will be glad that you started moonlighting down by the river. (laughs) So you want me to do both jobs for now? I want you to do, ideally, I want you to work in your office until, what is it, like, 5, 7, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Then I want you to drive straight to the river. (laughs) Don't worry. Lloyd will be there. He's always there. Yeah, he'll have things for you to burn and things for you to get burned by, and and he's gonna pay me in money, like he's got money on um, him. But don't think of it. Don't think of it about you know in terms of like collecting a salary. Think about it in terms of putting sweat equity into building your own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweat equity. Sweat equity. Yeah. Squequity into your own business. Um, that's actually the name of Lloyd's company is Squequity. Um, Squequity. S- 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 Sophocles. 
And Project Sophocles. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> now, now you're in trouble. We're not meant to. Talk about Project Sophocles, no. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't. You said it first. It's all right. It's just a meth lab. Lloyd's got a couple. That's really bad for me. They you. get shut down all the time because, like I said, he operates by the side of a fucking river. He's not discreet. <laughs> no, it's, um, and it's just a bad... Well, here's the thing. He says, he told me the other day, he said, you look at me like I'm an idiot for, for cooking meth down by the river. I look at you like an idiot for cooking it in a basement where there's no basic ventilation. And when the police pull up, Lloyd just pushes the table over into the river. Problem solved. Yeah. They don't find it? They don't fish it out? They don't... Oh, well, no, because once the river tomatoes get at them, I mean, <laughs> there's a reason why they can strip bone, strip you to the bone in five seconds flat. They're covered in hair and they have long pink tails. That's all I know about river tomatoes. I'm just picturing a hairball with this disgusting uh. long pink protrusion. And a mouth, I guess, with sharp teeth. Really. Some people call them fluffy piranhas. They do. <laughs> they did. <laughs> once Lloyd dumped a couple of 30 workplaces in the river. Is that where they were born? They were born from the, the meth and the other things he dumped into the. I mean, all I know is we're building up our own original law that we can start putting into the dark universe once we get through the <laughs> hammer monsters. Fluffy piranhas, a.k.a. river tomatoes, is... <laughs> I mean... It does paint a picture, yeah. We want to have something to compete with Swamp Thing. You'll get Russell Crowe back for that. I want to see if limited run games will produce a limited run video game that's just this story you made right now. No. And river tomatoes. It comes with that little toy tomato. Little river to me. No, they won't do it. No, we'll get we'll get fucking uh, sued by that other game, River City Tomatoes. <laughs> it's too similar. It's like the whole scrolls thing. You can't do it. Yeah, it's true. They only allow one game to have the word scrolls in it these days. Yeah, yeah, more than one scrolls, and it's uh, to court you go, I guess. Well, on that note, great job. Uh, well, yeah, I mean... Done it again. I, I, I've done everything I feel I need to do, except, I guess, to, to ask you if you feel any more famous after after we've, we've concluded our business here. You know, me screaming about hate for, like, five minutes made me really worry about getting fired afterwards. I really thought... I mean, I, if I were you, I'd worry about getting a job in American radio. <laughs> I don't want one. I, I just want to do regular work. Well, and... you're going to get one. It's a thriving, growing business. My boss actually told me that Joe Rogan is going to get a, a million, hundred million dollars, so I should try some podcasting out. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. Don't check if I already have, though, because I haven't. Not even a little. Never done a podcast. No interest. No, don't check. No, yeah, subtle. No interest. Real subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. turning into Morty. <laughs> turning into. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> people have long said, before that show even started, Morty. Said, Wow. Morty, it is me, Richard. <laughs> oh, 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 see, I could do that. People have said for a while that they thought you were like Rick and I was like Morty. That yeah. I'm just sort of this... Uh, they copied us, basically. They, maybe they did. I uh, mean, look at the evidence. They've mentioned Pogs and Boglins. That's literal plagiarism. I invented both those things. <laughs> Justin Roiland, he's a video game lover. He's definitely heard of you, if not... Nah, uh, never heard of me, and if he has, he's sick. He's sick when he thinks of me. 
I don't believe it. You're you're very famous in this world. Everyone's sick when they think of me. No, you're you're a big hit. You're a very popular popular man, as you should be. Not as popular as you should be. Oh. No, not as popular as you should be. You should be as popular as I don't know. At least as popular as abortion clinics. <laughs> not the kind of just as popular twice as divisive that's what i'd like to see from you jonathan i'd like there to be four very distinct bold choices when it comes to you jonathan double up on abortion clinics wait a minute what you're asking me to be an abortion clinic how do i i i mean that's a a, not something popular isn't the word for those You, you you need them Sometimes, but you don't go to them for fun. It's a problem. What are you talking about? There are people hanging out outside of them all the time. That's true. People are having a great time. They do go there. I don't know if they're happy out there, though. But you're right. They do decide to go there, even though they don't Hi, need... Jim Sterling here from Boston's favorite sub. Uh-oh. <laughs> Towards the end of today's episode, <laughs> we got into a conversation that already started a little risque and then just got a touch too close to the bone for the crew of of your humble comedic podcast. <laughs> Jonathan, be yep. famous, for okay. God's sake. Sort this out. Bootstraps. <laughs> Thanks. See you next yeah, time. Bye. 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 Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. The Boy Who Cried Munkle.